Hello and welcome. In this episode, Samuel shares his educational and professional background, checking places such as Utrecht, London, all the way back to Bucharest, where he's involved in the venture capital scene. Learn about his sales and marketing experience, as well how he decided to have skin in the game by founding a boutique sales agency. Learn how he joined the most prominent startup accelerator in the Eastern Europe how the venture capital industry is looking like and how Commons Accelerator is building the next generation of founders out of Romania. Enjoy! Hi Samuel, um, I appreciate being, uh, being here on my podcast. Before diving straight into details, I, I have to, to be very grateful um, for Matei for making this happen because I was chasing him <laughs> for a few weeks uh, already. I guess I came to the harsh realization that th- two things out of that story, either I, I keep pushing at things and I'm consistent and hence I do follow up with my guests and mm-hmm. maybe he he was he got fed up with me okay let's send samuel to 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 jump in either matei he's really preaching about what he's doing because i was listening to one of his podcasts i think uh, since september this year and he was talking about what what he's doing in commons excel uh, and he was saying that what he's trying to do for the founders is trying to take this uh, challenge of accounting of sales and marketing out of mm-hmm. the founder's way because the founders, they need to focus on the product, on building stuff. They're great engineers and so on. So he delegates stuff to people and this is what he's mm-hmm. doing. So you are you are um, dealing with scaling scaling the, the, the accelerator and so on. So I appreciate Matei, uh, he's a great guy. So I'm, I'm gonna choose the second, the second option, the second uh, <laughs> realization. And again, uh, Samuel, thanks again for being here. Before yeah. diving, uh, b- before <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to, to reply. Hi, Stefan. Uh, it's good to be here. Uh, yeah, shout out to to Mate, who's probably listening to this uh, when it comes out. Um, yeah, he he has the special ability of surrounding himself with a lot of um, professionals who are really good at what they do. And he was actually telling me about this opportunity, and he, he's been telling me for a while. And he was like, "Look." Uh, we have Stefan who's invited us to to discuss on his podcast. Uh, it sounds like a great opportunity. Would you like to join there? And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, it sounds sounds amazing and would love to have a chat with him. So uh, good to be here. All right. All right. So let's give the listeners a short context. And before diving straight into details, um, let's, let's just start off with a short summary of your bio. In terms of what did you study? How did you how did you stumble upon Matei? Uh, how did you did you end up working with? Let's is it fair enough to say that you are in the venture capital scene? I mean, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're working with an accelerator. I know Commons Axel it's an equity free accelerator. So, and I guess it's fair enough. It's venture capital, right? You are basically working in the venture capital, and I'm interested. How did you end up here? Yeah, it's a sure. broad general question. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's a long journey, uh, and it's going to be a wound-up answer. But uh, going to try to make it as brief as possible with <laughs> going through the milestones of the journey, right? Um, so, I left Romania straight after high school, and I studied in Netherlands. I did my bachelor's at Hochschule Utrecht, uh, where I studied international management with a focus on marketing. Um, and afterwards, I went on to study a master's of a master of science in management, I think was the official name at the University of Nairobi, also in the Netherlands. Um, and that, that also had a focus on marketing, right? I spent a bit of time afterwards working uh, both in Netherlands as well as in London for about a year um, in what I studied. Um, it was mostly marketing with a bit of touch of sales. And afterwards, I got a little bit fed up being far away from home. Uh, A lot of things happened personally as well. Um, And I moved back to Romania. Uh, That was the point where I transitioned slowly but steadily into sales. Um, And I started working as a salesperson, 
both for medium enterprises as well as, as well as for corporations, both inside sales as well as field sales, and afterwards transitioning for a good while into sales management as well. And that, well, that, that was like 20 seconds, but it covers like eight years. Uh, so, so just a brief overview. Um, and about a year and a half ago, I, I opened my uh, sales consultancy company, uh, which is kind of a general term, but I am, to my knowledge, the only one in Romania who right now does fractional VP of sales, meaning that I um, go in companies and I take ownership of their entire, entire sales department um, for a certain period of time for predefined KPIs. Um, it's a big industry in the US, but again, to my knowledge, uh, it's it, it hasn't appeared on the radar in Eastern Europe, and I was happy to stumble upon it, and uh, it's it's been a great adventure, and it's been going great. Now, I'm mentioning that because that was the position from which I met Mate and, uh, and Commons, right? The, the accelerator from Armenia. Um, and it began with meeting him at one of the conference, I think it was a press conference when I was full-time employed at one of the startups. Um, and we met there and we started talking. We met afterwards as well. And I told him about what I do. And he saw the experience that I had, that I have in, in, in sales in helping both medium enterprises as well as corporations, as well as startups. Um, and he said that it might be interesting if it's something that's in, in my area of development or in, in my interests to come and help Commons as a mentor, right? Um, even now, Commons has, I think, about 90 mentors that are super highly specialized in their fields of expertise. There's tons of fields ranging from marketing to um, sales to operational to logistics to investment financial and so on so basically everything that a company would need to do well in the business environment um, and it sounded really interesting to me at that point I wasn't necessarily interested in doing my own thing and in entering this startup world but it sounded like a huge opportunity and I didn't even understand half of it, right? That was the, the scale at which it's operating right now. But yeah, that's how we met. I started working as a, or collaborating with Commons as a mentor for, I think it was two or three groups of mentorship. Um, and later on, uh, came into the team as um, an organizer of the, <clears throat> of the accelerators. And right now, I'm part of the executive team for, for Commons. Uh, right. I, I would say Samuel, quite a well-rounded individual. I mean, so you checked quite a few things. You lived in Bucharest. You lived in Netherlands. You, I mean, you had London experience. So I guess I, I kind of see what Matei saw in you. <laughs> um, I'm curious. So when did this accelerator things thing startup scene venture capital came into into your radar you were in, into sales and marketing but did you have any idea when you were a student or when you were abroad that this is what you're gonna do because nowadays i get it i mean the top talent it's a general idea right the top talent is either in banking consulting technology and so on but now everyone is going into the venture capital and everyone is going to into tech startups and so on and maybe this is what i mean you had this on on the back of your mind when you were a student or when what was your uh, thought process i would say somewhat because uh right after i finished my studies i i had my own uh, company then, which was doing marketing consultancy, but it was more a theoretical consulting, right? right. Um, and I saw myself as a future entrepreneur, right. but more like the rock star, right? Like the guy who has a company and builds it up. Um, it, it later developed uh, into my mission that that's kind of shining right now to be a catalyst for other startups. And I think that goes line in goes in line with uh, with the mission of 
that that commons has right because we work towards helping the romanian uh startup ecosystem to get where it should be and to give them all the necessary tools to succeed um not only they receive mentorship from all these um specialists in their fields right but we facilitate their access to all the verticals of knowledge like i mentioned earlier um as well as services for brushing up those verticals for themselves um so it's both advice as well as practical assistance in legal software marketing accounting graphics and design and so on um with the end goal of helping them get to the point of development that it's best for them at that stage right been working with more than 150 startups um commons has been working with more than 150 startups helped more than 15 rich investment phase um we've also been in a couple of uh, competitions and uh, finalists at the central european startup awards for the best regional accelerator um so it's it really is a pleasure to be in one of the most prominent accelerators in Eastern Europe and to be a facilitator. Uh, that's where my mission ended up. I had, again, I had a feeling that I was going to get into the startup world, but uh, not in this way. Uh, right. Before touching upon what, I mean, to give me a little bit of details in terms of what you do, how, how are things in the Commons Accelerator Excel? Would you give me a rough image of how the whole ecosystem is looking like? In it's your choice, either just in Romania or maybe just mm-hmm. in Bucharest, either as a region, because maybe you can touch the whole eastern eastern um, region and then uh, um, drilling down on Romania and uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, There are a lot to be said, and it depends from which angle we approach it. Uh, I was just talking to an investment fund yesterday morning. Um, I happened to be in touch with a couple of them from the entire Europe. Um, And to to put it briefly, like he was saying, uh, he was a founding partner at an investment fund. There's a lot of money in the market everywhere, um, but there's not enough brilliant ideas that come to light. Um, there's a lot of great ideas, there's a lot of great people, but not a lot of them come to light in the right scene. Um, and there's a huge focus, at least in Europe, I'm not very familiar with the US uh, scene right now, but there's a big focus, at least in Europe, on the on the tech vertical. So everyone wants to do tech. Uh, and we kind of see that happening in Commons as well and in Romania as well. Most of the startups that that join the accelerators are, are focused on tech. Um, we do have, I would say, about 20% to estimate it, um, it's kind of like a guesstimation, 20% that are not in tech. And they happen to be amazing ideas just because they don't focus to be tech, right? Uh, and what we're trying to promote in Commons as well uh, as as well as outside of commons as sort of influencers in the Romanian startup scene is that the idea and the startup that you're going to work on should start from an actual need in the market right uh, there's this mentality in the in the business world or in among the people who want to have a startup right because there's a lot of young people nowadays who are like, yeah, I want to I be an entrepreneur. And if you ask them what they want to do, they're like, I don't know, but I want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's nice. Uh, it's less nice that, than people think because it comes with a whole bunch of, of challenges and difficulties and sleepless nights and stress and um, eyeshadows and everything. Um, so it's, it's less glamorous than people think, even though it's really rewarding in the long term. Uh, but it should come from a practical um, need or scar in the market. Um, if it comes from an inner need of being a, an entrepreneur or a desire, it's more than likely not going to be uh, what it should be. So if you if you start customer-centric, it's what we call customer-centric. If you start from a need, from a desire, from a gap in the market, uh, and you match that with your field of expertise, with your experience, then more often than not, it's going to be at least 
um, a valid idea that's going to give you sufficient material to either make that idea work or develop yourself as an entrepreneur. I'm not sure if that answered your question. Yeah, yeah. no, very well pointed out, uh, Samuel, because at the end of the day, I guess it's better to fall in love with the problem rather than, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to do this and that. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to fix a problem, it, it's worth, worthless. You just stay, stay do nothing because uh, you're not going to fix anything. Um Yeah, and beyond that as well, um, if you are going to start with a project that you just want to do, not necessarily that you found a need for, at least differentiate within your mind and within your plan of action that it's going to be just a hobby, not necessarily <laughs> right. a successful startup, right? Right, right. No, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, that's interesting because we're going to touch that later on. Because mm -hmm. I want to start off with the ecosystem as a whole and then drilling down and getting down to the founder. Because at the end of the day, it's the founder that it's the, the rock star in here. And I'm going to ask you about the what's going to be uh, the, back, the, the ideal background of a founder. And I'm interested into that because nowadays, as you said, it's very glamorous to, to be an entrepreneur. But is it in Romania especially? Do you find in, in, in Commons Axel, do you find founders that they want to be like the next, they, they want to build the next Facebook, the next Airbnb, the next Uber? Or is it is it something more like, okay, I want to just fix that problem because it frustrates me? Uh, mm -hmm. No matter what kind of problem, no matter what vertical, no matter what industry. But at the same time, I want to just provide for my family. So if I'm going to mix the two things together i'm going to fix some a problem and at the same time i'm going to provide for my family but i'm not going to just build a unicorn it's i mean ui path it's the exception from the rule I, i'm interested into that in, into the mentality of the founder did you find any founders with such mentality saying that i'm going to fix that and at the same time i'm not going to build the next facebook but i'm going to provide for my family um I will say that I've noticed that difference in the startup scene in Romania as a whole. Um, the fact that, of course, there are those people that want to be the next Facebook and the next <laughs> UiPath. Generally, those tend to be the people that I mentioned earlier, that they just want to be entrepreneurs. Right. Uh, they just want to have that title and stumble upon an idea that came out of nowhere, <laughs> out of divine providence, and just brought them a few... Uh, a few buckets of cash on their table. Um, but in actuality, at Commons, I was fortunate to find that, or I, I was proud to find that most of the startups that come there, they usually come with a problem, um, having noticed a problem in the market, right? Um, and there is something to say about how much they focus on that and how much they focus on their internal way of fixing the problem. Sure. And we do try to skew them along the accelerator and, and bring them out of their out of their minds, out of their houses, out of their team in order to be more in touch with the market and the needs. Sure. But overall, most of the people that have joined in the last couple of um, cohorts, last couple of accelerating groups, uh, they have come with, an, with a background in the market that they want to activate in and having noticed a problem or a gap. Um, and again, I, I saw that that change and that switch in the participants and the mindset of the participants. I think there wasn't such a big proportion of these kinds of people in the, I would say, like three groups ago. But over the last three groups, uh, I was proud to notice more and more of these people joining, right? More seasoned professional, Um, more people who actually have a decent project in their hands. And that actually brings a bigger responsibility on your shoulders, right? Because when it's something that's just a child's play, I guess you're not, you, you don't feel so guilty if you don't help them to the point where they get an investment, right? But if it's something that could really have an impact and you could see it to the point where it changes people's or businesses' lives, 
then it's a huge responsibility on your shoulders to be there for them and to give them as much as you can in order in order to turn them maybe not into the next um, Facebook, but into a, into an industry changing business. Right, right. Um, walk us a, a little bit about the process, uh, Samuel. So we have this accelerator, right? And we know it's an equity-free accelerator. So we're not going to take any equity out of the companies that are incubated or accelerated. And I've, I, I was listening to one of, of the podcasts that Matteo had. Um, mm-hmm. So basically what you are doing, it's a bridge in between. I mean, you are educating the founders, right? In terms to, okay, we're going to spend some time with the, you're going to spend some time with the founders. You're going to work on the, on the business model, on the idea, on the product and so on, just to meet mm-hmm. the investors' expectations, right? And to be able to have the same language and ask for money, and et cetera. What should a founder expect out of Commons Excel and why founders should come to, to you uh, in, the, in the first place? Right. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I got it. No worries. Um, so just to, to, to give a bit of an overview, uh, Matei, who's part of Roca X and Tech Angels, uh, he's founded the, this, this accelerator in order to, again, um, bring the Romanian startup industry to the next level or the startup field to the next level, right? Uh, we are, to our knowledge, among the few, if not the only in our area who are not uh, taking equity from startups to join. Um, and we're also not sponsored or um, sustained by a large organization in order to do our job, right? So that doesn't make us subjective in any way. We're just there to facilitate without having any interest for any particular party, either from the inside or the outside. And that's a big deal. And I, 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 I actually, I, I think I want to put an emphasis on this because. I know the, the sort of pressure that you have when something like that happens, right? Um, good. So that's that's the, the overall idea. And what happens inside is we have this tone of voice and this, this way of communicating with people that's very honest, direct, transparent, and uh, lacking rigidity. Just to give you an example, I think it was two weeks ago where I had an, a, a workshop in sales with the people from this group, uh, group number five. Um, and I was telling them about frequent issues that I find in, in sales departments in my activity, right? Because I've worked with about 15 sales departments over the last year, uh, and none of them have been worse than when I came. All of them have been better afterwards, right? Um, and it was this relaxed, laid-back atmosphere at um, at Commons headquarters in, in the center of Bucharest, uh, where we had some wine. We were all of there sitting together. We were sharing stories. I was sharing the lessons that I learned in my practice, and they were sharing some of the issues that they found, some of the uh, question marks that they have in terms of sales, where they're unsure how to proceed forward, um, where they think they need advice. So this is the sort of atmosphere that we're trying to create there, right? Laid back, relaxed, but with tons of useful information that is not only useful because the mentors think it's useful, but it's also based on the very ground level needs of the startups that take part there. Um, it's sort, it's always a conversation, right? And as for the mentality that we have is if we turn you into a um, how in, into a complete professional and entrepreneur, if we tell you what are the things that you should be aware of, that you should work on, and if you work on your idea from all the possible angles, then more often than not, the investors will like you. It's not our direct goal to get people to investment necessarily, but it is our direct goal to get people to be um, as aware of what they're doing as possible and to work on their ideas on their businesses as professionally as possible. If they can do that, not only that they'll have a project that will work most likely, 
they will also be happy with it and they will have grown having worked on that project and they will have a, li- a higher li- likelihood of, of getting that investment, right? So that's sort of like the premises. Uh, yeah, I love it. Love it because I was listening again. I'm pointing out to this podcast and Mate, uh, Mate was, um, uh, was having... He was saying something along the, those lines. So you have interviews at the end of the of, of a batch, for example, with the founders. Mm-hmm. And he was saying something that uh, you might expect some testimonials, some 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 feedback from, from the founders, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, they will give you completely a different perspective of what they they uh, they learned throughout the, the 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 journey and so on. And I'm curious. Yeah, true. And I'll tell you that we have, we get nonstop feedback and it helped us grow a lot and it helped shape the way the accelerator is going to develop. And as a matter of fact, based on the feedback that we've received in this group, the next, the next accelerator is planned to be quite a bit different uh, in, a, in a couple of ways, right? Uh, because we, we have form. Uh, feedback forms that we send at the end of each activity with them. We have a WhatsApp group where we discuss cool. every couple of days, right? And everyone is in there and we're we're bringing out ideas and we're talking about what happened and how they felt about it. Um, the fact that it's a conversation, not just a speech from mentors, also allows us to get the feel from the room and see how well that information syncs with them. And if we're putting them in the in, in in a context where they can assimilate it best. Um, so, so yeah, it's a non-stop dialogue for us. Um, and you asked earlier, and I, I think I forgot to answer, what are the reasons for them to join? Um, I mean, it's simple. If you want to join the most prominent, one of the most prominent accelerators in Eastern Europe and get some of, uh, not some, but the best mentors that you could have from the business environment in Romania, um and not only get mentorship but also get um help with the services that you might be lacking or that might be subpar in your startup again talking about uh legal software marketing wherever it is we're going to find it together and we can help you make it better um and aside from that yeah we can uh, we can get you at the commons headquarters and also uh, help you get a desk get an office whatever it is that you need um Right. Was that enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, uh, I love it because you provide, in fact, um, co working spaces, right, for all the batch, for all the, for all the startups that uh, are accelerated, right? So you accept the companies and you, you're going to provide offices, right, for, for these companies. So you're going to be all together yeah. in the same. Mm. So all of the startups that join the accelerating programs, they have um, a co working space included in the in the um, accelerator and they can use it for the entire duration of the accelerator. And afterwards they have facilitated prices because they've been part of the accelerator, right? Um, So that's part of the thing that we include in the accelerator. Um, And aside from that, of course, it's probably the main selling point for uh, for, uh, startups. Um, And it goes without saying access to the two possible investments at the biggest investment funds or VCs in Romania. And we're talking about Gapminder, Tech Angels, Rokaix, Seedblink, Smart Impact Capital, Paypoint, and cool. a few more. <laughs> um, cool. So there's that somewhere. So we have the money. We have the money in the market. We have the investors. Exactly. We have we have you. We have the accelerator. Um, let's, touch, let's touch a little bit the founder, right? Do you think we have the right the right system in place to provide and to create these founders? I mean, in terms of, I remember back in the days when, for example, how how I, um, I, I've i met Matei last, last time. So we were in Vienna and I was doing exactly that. I was doing an assessment in terms of how the startup ecosystems looks like um, out of, I mean, in Bucharest and Vienna. And I was, I was, uh, I've met Matei, he was giving this, workshop on uh, business model generation in canvas and so on and um for example is the educational system right to provide to create entrepreneurs for example this is what this is going to be one one point for example and i'm curious on that do you think the universities this educational system as a whole 
it's right to to create this type of founders or do they need to educate themselves out, out of Romania to go to the Netherlands, to go to London, etc. This would be one point to discuss. Yeah. <clears throat> And yeah, you, you we can we can tackle that, and, and then we can we can um, we can get to the next one. Yeah, sure. Let's focus on that. Um, so, I would say a brief answer: No, uh, it's not where it should be. Um, having had the opportunity of studying both in Romania and the Netherlands, uh, I can say that for sure the educational system in Netherlands and Western Europe is more adapt towards helping people understand the business field better and having a hands-on approach, right? That being said, uh, there's been a lot of updates there in the Romanian educational um, field as well. And it's getting better. Uh, it's getting better organically because a lot of people see that it's not as good as it should be. Um, and we've also hands-on tried to, to help that. Uh, we've developed micro accelerators in universities as well. And we're working on, on keeping that up and making it more and more prominent. So we're using all of the tools that we have to help people. That being said, there's also um, a dynamic where the fact that we haven't had access to all the necessary tools and knowledge, and we've been through a few rough periods, uh, and I'm referring to Eastern Europeans in general, um, I think that that kind of allowed us to adapt a bit more and to take things into our own hands, right? And you see a lot of the people that have not necessarily had that knowledge in their hands at the right point, but they go after it and they capture it themselves and they're thirsty and they're trying to feed themselves with the necessary information to get there. Um, and more often than not, that leads to a degree of motivation that helps tremendously in your activity as an entrepreneur um and yeah they they come forward and try to find the help themselves um it's not to the extent where we would like to see it um we know that there, are, there there's a huge amount of smart motivated motivated people in the market with good ideas that could change the world uh we'd like to see way more of them step in front of the spotlight and um, ask for help and allow parties like us, for example, to help them. I'm asking you this because I assume it's not always about the idea, but about the founders, right? I mean, let's touch a little, a little bit this subject. How important is, is the team behind an idea, behind a product, behind a company, and you as, as an accelerator? How important is it for you when a company is coming, is applying for or to be incubated? How important is the team? Hugely important. Um, we've seen a lot of companies, right? Ranging from just ideas of entrepreneurs that they've had a couple of months ago up to companies that have been working for uh, a high number of years, let's say, right? right? With hundreds of thousands of euros and millions in turnover. Already, they've come to the accelerator because they they lack the knowledge uh, of the mentors and facilitators that we have here. Um, it's very important because people should understand that as a founder and as an entrepreneur, you're no longer a salesperson, you're no longer a marketeer, you're no longer a lawyer or whatever your profession was before, right? Um, you have to leave that that um, that function, that job, that experience, and step into the shoes of a generalist. You need to know a little bit of everything. You need to be open-minded at the same time as focused on the end goal. You need to um, get the best people or the most, not the best, but the most suited people for your project around yourself and surround yourself with, with people that will help your mission. Um, you need to build a team that's in line with your core values and culture. So all of a sudden, you no longer wear a hat because it's, it's, it's this famous comparison with hats, right? You no longer wear a hat, but you have like 10 hats um, in your drawer and you need to switch them up periodically. And that's why it's less glamorous than people think because it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. 
Cool, cool, Samuel. I think, I mean, this is, this is exactly what you are doing. You are basically preaching what you're doing. This is what Matei is doing. So he's surrounding himself with right individuals. And he even talked about that. So as, a, as an accelerator, you are trying to take out of the way for these companies, these challenges as accounting, sales and marketing, to let the founders focus on product and uh, uh, building stuff. Right. I wouldn't necessarily say take away from them, but I would say two main points. First of all, give them enough knowledge so they need to do they, they need to know what they do, or they know enough what they should do so they do it. Um, and second of all, give them the right tools to implement that. Um, I, I would say that taking away from uh, founders' hands is more of what I do aside from the accelerator with my sales project. But in terms of the accelerator, we give knowledge and we give tools. Right, right. Excellent. Before going next, I've asked you about the educational system. We have the money on the market. We have the investors. We have the, the, the accelerators. What about the red tape? What about taxes? What about uh, papers? I mean, is it difficult to build, to legally build a company, create a company in, in, in Romania, uh, is the government helping you in some some way to some extent? Do we have European money that we can access to to fund these companies? Um, what's happening in terms of help from the state? Mm -hmm. If there's the case, of course. If not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how do I put this politely? Um, so. Starting a company is easier in Western Europe than it is here, true. Yeah. Um, the advantage is that not going at it as a cowboy and taking everything into your own hands helps you with all of these procedures and papers and so on, right? Um, there's There are so many people that have gone through it multiple times and we know how you should do it and we know what you should pay attention to and we know what are the pitfalls and uh, what you should have and what you shouldn't worry about, um, that you really should ask. Um, it's hard to do it by yourself. It's really hard, especially in our side of the world. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of room for improvement in terms of the government helping the startup field or the entrepreneurship uh, area. Um, as for European money, yes, there's a lot of it. Um, there's it, it comes in different colors and flavors. So regardless of what you do, there's a likelihood that you would be able to access some help, access some help from from the European funds. Um, and yeah, we we also have that that dynamic going in in the accelerator. So not only that we we help with the knowledge and the tools, but we also see if we can helping get some assistance from the um from the international funds um all right i'm curious in fact um normally the companies that are coming over in what stage are they the majority of companies are they in the early stage you also mentioned some companies having already a revenue and um and yeah. so on but the majority of companies are they uh, i assume do they have an MVP? Um, do they have? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say uh, the majority of them are in the roundabouts of MVP. I would right. say uh, that's about seventy percent of them uh, that are in the MVP area. And I say in the area because maybe half of them are pre-MVP, half of them are post-MVP. So, but most of them are in those whereabouts, um, and it. It's also hard to say because some of them are not fully aware of what an MVP entitles. Um, and we kind of help them figure out if they've already had an MVP or if what they're lacking to, to perform a successful MVP. But yeah, that, that's pretty much the area where, where they revolve, which is, I think that's encouraging, right? Because that, that tells people that you don't need to be very far ahead in order to get help. Right. Speaking of... I mean, now I'm gonna I'm gonna get a bit um, personal in here. I have a, I have some friends, right? Which they have I I think they have a right company, uh, they have a right idea, but somehow I advise them to 
apply to common success right mm-hmm. right before october when when the the, right. the last round uh, closed but i don't know for for a reason they didn't apply what mm-hmm. do you and i think it's a common it's a common thing because of course they they've worked in in, in the corporate environment they um they, they are well seasoned smart individuals right but somehow they they have i would say i don't want to put words into their mouth but maybe they are they have this fear of exposing themselves of um get some real feedback because of course they have they have uh, users they have clients but maybe they are afraid of making like real steps towards um investments towards building this company what do you advise what's your piece of advice for people who maybe are afraid to come to to an accelerator they are afraid not really afraid because i'm not maybe i i don't want to say some something stupid this is yeah, this is what i assume okay they are afraid yeah, yeah. Uh, what what's your piece of advice if so, are- first of all I, i i wouldn't necessarily say it's that uh, because Uh, for this last group, I was in charge of the interviews as well. And I've talked to about 150 startups slash ideas that wanted to join the acceleration group. Um, I wouldn't say it's a fear of criticism necessarily, as it is their assumption that they have to join after they have something way more rounded up than they actually do. Right? right. And I think that's a fallacy and it's a kind of a slippery slope because my recommendation for them would be if you think that the direction of being an, an entrepreneur applies to you and is something that you would like to do in the future. And right now you have an idea that's not necessarily maybe it doesn't seem to be to you to be the greatest idea right it's it's not like you have the next the next tesla in your hands okay quite possibly and maybe you're aware of that um i think that you should join the accelerator at least for the type of workshops that are in there right even uh, assuming that you're not going to get anywhere with your idea even assuming that it's the worst possible idea which is hard to happen because Trust me, we've heard a lot of ideas. Um, <laughs> and some of them are questionable, I would say that. But um, it's it's hard, it's it's hard to, to think that you'll have the worst idea ever, right? So I would say have the courage to join the fray, to join the flow, because being part of that flow of information and being in the proximity of those mentors and investors is going to help catalyze your process tremendously um and it's gonna again even if your idea currently doesn't get anywhere you know there's that statistic that for an entrepreneur to succeed um i think the proportion is even lower in eastern europe or at least in romania uh, i think for us for about nine success nine failed tries there's one successful successful startup i think that's where the statistics statistic is right um But even though you don't do any, even if you don't do anything with your project or with your idea, just being there and hearing all of that and understanding all of that um, is going to a help you be a better professional and b give you a bigger or a stronger basis for success in your next project. So I would say drop drop the fear because fear is not compatible with success. Right. I mean, I guess it boils down to again our history our eastern europe uh, european yeah. century and fear of failure and and things like that um yeah, yeah. i'm i'm curious samuel how often do you change the companies change their business model what from from a starting point so they've joined uh, the acceleration program do they usually keep the same business model throughout the journey um up to the investment phase because maybe I mean, what's the most critical point for these companies that normally you jump in and you correct them? It's typically at the business model, or because I assume we are great engineers. They are great engineers. I mean, particularly Romania, great IT, great software engineers. So I assume the product is right. Maybe it's just the market fit, the business model that needs some correction. Correct me if I'm wrong. I would say. Um the wide majority of them at least incrementally change their model by the time they they 
come out of the accelerator, um, some of them more than other, others, right? And usually the, the ones that are more seasoned that have had, I don't know, 10, 15 years in the market, they usually grasp that better and anticipate what the issues might be a little bit better. So those change their model less than others, right? Um, as for the phase, it's really hard to to get a conclusion there because it's really widely spread uh some of them change their ideas substantially because they not only they understand that their initial idea is not necessarily the most feasible but they get a better a better one uh from the advice of the mentors and from the brainstorming that forms inside the accelerators which is such a powerful dynamic. I had no idea that that's going to happen. But the conversations that happen between the startups themselves, that's pure gold, I'm telling you. And a lot of them end up doing business with them with, with, with each other. Uh, but most of them at least get ideas out of those conversations, right? Um, so it's hard to say. Some of them substantially change their business model. Um, others um do a, another mvp because their initial one didn't really confirm or deny their conclusions uh, or they they didn't get out of it what what they were supposed to um others that have bigger and more complex businesses um may choose a different path for development or um a more complex one it, it's hard to say and it's very specific and the fact that we have startups from all sorts of fields ranging from all sorts of levels of expertise and experience uh, makes it a very varied activity. That, that's actually what we have 90 mentors, right? Because there are so many types of ideas and businesses that we need to adapt to most of them or all of them. How important do you think the network, this, I mean, having mentors and going to conferences, events, because at the end of the day, this is how it started off for you. This is how you've met Matei going to a, to a conference, how important it, do you think it is for founders and in life in general, having, I mean, being active and reach out to people who might have the things you want in life, such as you, you are good with you know, growing, growing businesses and stuff. I want to build a company, so let's just mix. Um, so how, how important do you think? And is it crucial to have a good network around you and mentors? I would say in life in general, the more you expose yourself to people and to events and to experiences in general, the more you're going to grow. And that tends to happen. I, I remember this and it's it, it stuck to me. Uh, there's this YouTube channel. I'm not going to name it because I'm not sure how your publicity policy is. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> there's this channel and their whole idea, their whole model is seek discomfort. Right. And that applies in both personal and, and, and the professional world. You should expose yourself to as many different wins as possible because you're going to learn way more than than you even think you will. And um, I think particularly uh, in our side of the world, networking is, I would say, about 60 to 70 percent of your success. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um. I guess um, because it 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 says a lot about uh, who's going to help you help you on your on your journey, who's going to facilitate your success, um, who you're going to learn from, who you're going to be able to talk to. The people who you, who you surround yourself with are going to give way more shape to your development than you think. Right, right. I, I guess there it is another piece of advice for my friends. So <laughs> go to these events, go to these accelerator programs and just um, talk with people. Um, Samuel, what, okay, so we have the founders. What about professionals who want to join your acceleration program? Do you mm -hmm. do hiring? I mean, for example, if another people who are into sales and can help you out, can they join you in what, whatever it can be? I mean, it can be legal, it can be, engineers what do you need normally and if you do hire people is it possible you mean as help for startups um, um as, as as an collaborators that help startups develop or i, I guess i get that's that's a good question because for example 
I'm going to put it this way. In Vienna, it was like kind of acceleration program that was hiring um, people for, to work for these companies incubated within the, accelerate, the, the okay. acceleration. Okay. So that would be one question. Do you, for example, you have one person who is, well, I mean, who knows finance and maybe these companies they need for the uh, um for the investment rounds and maybe m a and maybe it's at a, at, at a later stage but to get investments to work with accounting and so on do you hire do you hire professionals or do you keep it in in house uh, like people as you or mentors are helping out these companies uh we're extremely open to collaborators of any way shape or form um because Again, uh, to give you a, a, a bigger perspective, we handle uh, a lot more projects than the accelerator, right? But even within the accelerator, there are so many things that we need to handle, starting from the organization of the accelerator itself, to mentors, to people to help accelerator uh, help startups, sorry, with the. Um, with their vertical develop, development, right? So professionals in marketing and so on. Um, there are a lot of resources, not necessarily that we need, but that could we could put to good use. Um, so we're in a continuous conversation with a lot of people and seeing where they would fit in this image. Um, and we don't have very rigid requirements in the structure. We just see what the value of that individual would be, what his goals are and we fit them in the entire mechanism right um as for the mentors themselves uh, because i i've met a lot of people who are interested in in being mentors um there's quite a high complexity selection process there uh, because each of the mentors that we put in front of the startups kind of represents the professionalism of the accelerator uh so there's a lot of assessment happening there um aside from uh the situations where everyone knows that those people and we know what they do and <laughs> they're, they're right knowledge <laughs> level <laughs> right um so that's that um when 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 is going to be the next batch for the acceleration program um i mean the deadline for application i'm interested into that the applications are open right now And the next group is going to be in the first part of next year. Uh, we're looking at February, March. Um, it's a bit flexible. It's it's not yet fully fixed because, again, we're going through a, a few uncertain times um, in this period. For those of you listening to the podcast in 10 years, these were the COVID times. Uh, so, yeah, um, there's a bit of uncertainty of how they're going to let us do things and um, when they're going to let us do things and so on. Uh, but in theory, it's going to be in Q1 of 2022. But the applications are, are already open. Um, there's a high likelihood that if you apply, you're going to talk to me. So looking forward to, uh, to hearing about your idea. Uh, how's kind of, what about the interview process? How's kind of look like? If you can give any, any, yeah. any piece of in sure. insight into that. Um, yeah, I would, I would uh, love to. Yeah, sure. So um, inside the accelerator, there's um, a few people handling different tasks, right? Um, there's the um, executive board that's comprised of Matei, me, and uh, Ana Maria Onika, um, who are deciding the, the strategy and the high-level execution of the accelerator. Uh, but aside from that, both in the accelerator in Commons Excel as well as the other projects, there are a few teams that are highly responsible for our success. Let's put it this way. Um, and they help us with everything, starting from um, communication to interviews to organization and so on. So the interview process more often than not starts with a conversation with one of our team members. Um, and then it's moved into a conversation with myself uh, where I try and understand kind of what you're trying to do, where you're coming from, who you are, and to what extent you've worked on your 
project and where you want to get with it, right? Uh, it's it's an open conversation. There, there's no pressure of any way and there are no right answers. I'm just trying to understand what's happening with you and your project. Um, based on that, we have an internal conversation um, which is meant to kind of filter out what are the um, startups or ideas that we can impact most. Um, full transparency, there are startups that don't make it to the accelerator, either because it's it's not fit for them and what they're trying to do. And there's a likelihood that our impact is not going to be as high for them as possible. Uh, it's not a high number of, of startups that fall into that category, but there is a, select, a selection process there. Um, and afterwards, if you pass the uh, internal team conversation, then you're in. That's about it. Congrats. <laughs> road, yeah, to, exactly. road to to the IPO then. <laughs> to the... <laughs> yeah. Road to Facebook, UiPath, and uh, that's why. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious because, again, I, I'm I'm keep mentioning this podcast that Mate had. So you know this podcast is quite big nowadays. So I'm I, yeah, yeah. I'm into podcasts. Um so he he was saying that okay what we are trying to what you are trying to achieve we're not gonna from day one we're not gonna bring in like successful entrepreneurs, successful founders uh, maybe as Daniel Dinesh which of course in my case I would at any time it does it doesn't matter if it's gonna be during the night if it's gonna be during the day i'm always gonna be there to listen this to, to to this guy but you're not trying to do that you're not gonna try or maybe i'm wrong you're not gonna try to bring starting with day one successful founders on the stage to talk about their success but it's more about the founders themselves um that yeah exactly because you, you don't want to belittle people and you don't want to put them in front of people who've made it and they might think um, like it's in front of them, right? That's not the idea. The idea is to build up the founders to the level where they're comfortable talking to Daniel Dinesh, for example, because they know that they could find a lot, find out a lot from them and they could also bring value in a certain way. So our goal is to build up founders, not to belittle them. Um, and it's usually a mix. Uh, it's a mix between open conversations, between finding out what their worries, what their problems are, um, bringing mentors as well as successful founders. Like, for example, my colleague in the in the executive board, um, Ana Maria Onika, um, is, she, she's been part of the accelerator, right? She's um, grown her own business, who right now um, is a huge European success, from what I heard. So shout out to you, Ana. Um, We're really proud of her. Uh, one of the few, uh, I wouldn't say the few, but one of the most successful women in tech in Romania. Um, and being her being part of the executive board of the Accelerator and being there for the participants kind of gives both the vibe of confidence for entrepreneurs, as well as information, as well as an example for them. Yeah, I mean... So you really have to mix them and make it a hybrid for them to open up and blossom in the accelerator, not shut down. Um, I like what you said, building building founders. I think that's excellent. And I think because, yeah, maybe in Romania, we, we have the education system is not on point, but, and this is where you come in. I mean, as an acceleration program, you You are building the founders, and I like what you said with, I mean, with your colleagues, and even you, you had this this uh, this company. Um, so you're not invested only in the accelerate in the common Excel. You have right, you have this boutique company, let's call it like that, which is into sales. So you have skin in the game, right? So you and your yeah. colleagues, and this says a lot about you. And it's it's about Matei. He also has the skin in the game. So when he's preaching about entrepreneurship, about failure, about things like that, basically it's coming from a genuine experience that you get throughout the, the journey. Right? Yeah, exactly. And we've seen failure. We've tasted failure, um, not only for ourselves on our own skin, but also for our customers right again i work with a bunch of companies that have that are not necessarily struggling but they have things to improve in sales um and i know what where bad decisions take you and i know what you should do to get out of them 
Um, so I think that's the sweet spot to come and talk to, to entrepreneurs about failure and success, right? Love it, love it, Samuel. Um, please let me know if I, if I, do you think I, I'm I'm missing some points that we need to 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 put them in on the podcast about particularly about the Commons Excel. I'm into this rabbit hole, right? About when when mm -hmm. I read, I really love what Mate is doing. I really love what you are doing with Commons Excel. So, from my point of view, I'm kind of biased, and I shouldn't be <laughs> because maybe there are other acceleration programs out there, but This is what happens with me. So I'm following Matei. I'm following the, his his uh, how he's changing the system overall. I mean the, the the entire ecosystem. And maybe I missed some things only because I have them already on my on my mind. You know, I mean, okay, I know because I know you are winning awards. You are doing this and that. But maybe this is why I missed the questions. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, So in, in terms of competition, yes, there is some and we respect them and we get along well with them. Um, then again, I'm a salesperson at core. So what I can only say is if you want to get the best out of an accelerator ecosystem, you should come to Commons Excel. Um, if you want to get the best mentors and the best tools in our region, you should come to us. Um, and it's a space where you can not only find your way if you're a young entrepreneur, but also find your way to a bigger and better success for the future if you're a seasoned entrepreneur. So that would be my uh, my too long, didn't read <laughs> statement. Yeah, it is, this is going to be the pitch for my friends to join. Uh, to join uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm um, looking forward to, to talking to you. Um, all right, all right, Samuel. So, Let's let's leave it to that. If I mean, first of all, how can we re redirect the listeners? Where can they reach out to you? Um, is it enough the Commons Excel website? Do you have a, another point where they can come to you and ask for any information, any piece of advice, regardless of uh, the acceleration program or the sales uh, business? Um, the official pages you can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and our website. Um, the social media Commons Excel, of course, and website commonsexcel.ro. Um, aside from that, you can reach out to all of us individually, to either me or Matei or Anna. Um, we do get a lot of private messages as well. Um, we are willing to individually help people as well. Um, and if we do get a message from you, we're probably going to direct you towards the Excel because that's the official structure in which we, we help. Um, but disclaimer, if you write, if, if you write to us personally, it's probably going to be some waiting time. Um, it's, it's nothing personal. It's just that a lot of things pile up, uh, but feel free to, to write to us. Feel free to write on our official pages. Um, again, we're, we're here to help. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with another question somewhere. So for that, yeah, go for because, it. Because in the conversation with Matei, he was saying saying something like this: uh, a founder should know his investor, or some or something along those lines. A founder should know how to find an investor. So and speaking of how to reach to how people can reach reach out to you, either private messages, either going direct directly on the website. What's your piece of, of advice on that? If for any founder out there, how can they reach out to people like you, people like Matei, people like you, people who are already in the in the in this business, and you can provide some mentorship, some investments, and so on? Mm -hmm. I would say there are three advices I can give there. Uh, first and foremost, just do it uh, because I think a lot of, and and being in sales, I see a lot of salespeople that are not necessarily in their element, reaching out to people that they, they don't know, right? Uh, just do it because there, there's literally nothing to lose, first of all. Second of all, um, you should do a bit, a bit of a background research. You should know the person that you're talking to. Um, and it, it can be minimal. It can be three to five minutes of looking who that person is, what they do, and what potentially you want from them. Um, that's that's a common sense thing and it's a professional thing and you should do that in any type of scenario, any type of professional scenario, right? And thirdly, um, what I what I've been telling maybe all of the startups in the in the accelerator, 
Um, know yourself very well. Um, if you're going to start a conversation with someone, it, you don't know exactly how it's going to go, but what you're in control of is what who you are and what you're doing, right? And you should be able to pitch that to the best of your abilities. You shouldn't be the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, sell a pen in two minutes, but to the best of your abilities, uh, crystallize your message and the essence of what you want. Excellent, excellent. Uh, they were pointed out. Um, all right, so let's leave it to that. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you more questions unless you want to put out there a piece of advice for people in general, not just for the founders. We have. <laughs> we don't. We we are not all entrepreneurs and founders. So, <laughs> um, what's your piece of advice uh, in terms of? I mean, in general, not nothing, nothing fancy. But what do you feel to? to um, I would say. Two advices. First of all, seek discomfort, which is that catchphrase that stayed right. in my mind. It's not mine. I'm not claiming rights for it. I just use it. Um, please don't sue me. Um, so first of all, seek the areas that get you out of the comfort zone. And that's that that got to the point where it's a cliche, but it works. So just do that, yeah. uh, both personal and professional. Um, and secondly, seek advice. Um, There's people that know granular things, any type of granular things way better than you do um, at any point of your activity. Even if you're a very seasoned sales professional, let's say like I am, there are people that are better at individual parts of the sales process than I am. That's the truth, right? And there's always someone who's more seasoned at something than you are. Um, so find them, find advice, get advice, but listen to your inner voice. Use that advice as tools, not as a mandatory direction. So those would be my two personal advices that um, I guess fit for both entrepreneurs and non-entrepreneurs, uh, professionals and non-professionals and so on. <laughs> um, excellent, excellent, Samuel, I love it. Um... And I, I do appreciate I do appreciate being so candid on my podcast. Um, I and I also I I'm grateful for my day for for making this happen. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's leave it to that. And uh, yeah. keep let's keep Thank in you. touch. Um, Thank you for the invitation. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, and yeah, best of luck with with the project with the podcast. Uh, I think you're bringing out very interesting points of conversation from people in general and it's worth listening and honestly i'm not necessarily uh spoiler alert honestly i'm not necessarily a podcast fan but i would listen to this one because i think you have this this talent of bringing out good stories from people right um so yeah thanks for the invitation it's been a pleasure and uh best of luck <laughs>